We are back. Episode 58. 50. We back. 5050 for your hoes. What up, what up, what up, what up? It is your boy Law. This is Avia. And this is Goodnight Harlem. So if this is your first time with us, uh, we're. This is like a little anniversary episode. I feel like we need to have some parties or something. Like we need to, we need to do something special. I know. This like fifty. This That's is episode big. fifty. Jesus, <laughs> episode fifty cent. Fifty. <laughs> um, I hope you guys caught our previous episode because our previous episode was around raising kids to the digital age. And if you haven't, this is a connective episode to that. Our main topic is still going to be with our boy Mike. It'll be continuing that conversation. But before we get into that main topic, we have a bunch of hyper good nights to cover, as well as our black car revoked, and of course uh, that bet that great main topic. Okay, so today, um, if you guys don't know, hyper good nights is when we talk about trending topics. So we hype the trending topics we like. We good night the ones we don't like, and in this case, we're starting off today's show with. Something that kind of went really super viral on Twitter. It was a movie trailer for a new movie that's coming out by the name of Loquisha. Fundamentally, I could break down what the movie was about to you, or I could just let you hear an insert from the trailer. 13,000 a semester? That's who needs their own show. I was a black woman, I'd be perfect. She's brilliant. I know. Get her in here. Loquisha gonna be the biggest thing in radio, but I still need my anonymity. You nervous? Very. It's not a crime. It's theater. You love with Loquisha. What's your problem? Hi, Loquisha. It's free. Oh, I ain't talking to you. Not the way you sound. Next caller. You go, girl. You just be good to her. If you good to yourself, you can be good to others. But don't be too good because the police will come around. Yeah. <laughs> That was the trailer, um, or should I say a snippet of the trailer for you guys. And for context, it is a white man who just so happened to try to get a job as a radio host. It did not work out. Therefore, in order to pay his kids tuition of $13,000, he decided that he should put on a voice of a black woman to try to get this job. And he succeeded. And thereafter, you hear him putting on his black woman voice throughout the rest of the trailer. So, therein lies the hyper good night in itself because essentially that created a huge backlash. And of course, Twitter ate his ass alive. Um, he even responded to a little bit of the backlash, uh, noting white girls, or should I say white chicks, white chicks. by Marlon Wayans. Uh, he's like, oh, if it wasn't bad, how's this a big deal kind of thing? So, I said all that to say, Avia hyper good night to the backlash that the movie, not only director, but the movie as a whole is receiving right now online. I'm going to good night the backlash. And that may be very, very shocking. Me being a black woman, that someone is, uh, I guess you could say mocking us black women or perpetuating the stereotype of black women or what people think black women are. I will say this, I think there's a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to people being outraged about things and not being outraged about other things. 
as black women, it seems like a lot of people are up in arms about this white man taking on a caricature of who people think we already are. But then you have shows like Love and Hip Hop. You have shows like Bad Girls Club. You have other reality trash TV shows that perpetuate this image. And these women are actually like this. And when it comes to people in different countries and they see these shows on TV, they think this is how we are. So on one end, you can say, well, Avia, why are you igniting the backlash? Because he's only perpetuating it. People bring up white chicks as an example of when Marlon Wayans or the Wayans brothers um, perpetuated the stereotype of, of white women. Um, I can bring up Black Klansmen, where that character actually perpetuated the, the character of a white man. And we didn't have an issue with it. I can also bring up Tropic Thunder, which I'm surprised no one has actually brought up. They have an issue with this man writing, producing, and directing this movie. So he wrote this for himself. It's not like anyone went out and, and went in search of a white man who could talk like a black woman. It, it wasn't like that. He actually created this movie for himself to put himself on. And I can't hate that in any scope of the imagination. But I think it's quite interesting how people are so mad at him for doing this. But I bet these same people who are mad went to go see Endgame a couple weeks ago. These, these same people that are mad has seen every part of the Avengers series. And they're not mad at Robert Downey Jr. when in 2008 played a black man in Tropic Thunder. And not only did Robert Downey Jr. play a black man, he was in blackface. So if everyone wants to be up in arms because it's now 2019 and everyone needs something to be sensitive about, go ahead, be sensitive about it. But don't be hypocritical about it in the process. Well, clearly we're on different sides of this equation by a mile. I'm good night in this whole thing. Uh, I think this is shock value bullshit and a big portion of the reason why I'm good night in this is I think back to a lot of 80s movies that came before this. And there's a lot of bullshit movies that came out in the 80s that we just let ride, we let this shit slide. And it's kind of annoying that I that we even have to go back on a lot of this stuff. But I feel like this was an 80s throwaway script that somebody thought could work in the 2019 era. And I think that's a sad thing, like super sad. Um, not only do I think it's sad that that they thought this was a good idea in this day and age. But I also feel like if you were going to do this, just do it smartly. There's ways to do things and do it What's smartly. What's the smart way to do this? So there was a, a movie that had come out. And uh, I, I, I think the name of the movie is like, Sorry. Can you, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. That's the movie. That's a very smart take on what it means culturally to have to assimilate to something, right? And that's, that's, a, that's a basic premise movie around assimilation. And they do it in a way that says, what does assimilation do to you over time? And how does it change you? And it makes you think, you're like, oh, is that me? Or can I relate to that? Blah, blah, blah. You're not even doing that. You, you put together one of the dumbest scripts ever. Like, and you really thought, like, I got one right here. So nobody around you like stopped you to tell you, ah, this probably isn't the best use of 
of our time to actually put something out like this in this day and age. And and going back to what I was saying about the eighties stuff, there was a movie that came out in like I believe like the early eighties called The Soul Man. And there's a lot of black like it was a few key black actors in that, like James Earl Jones. He was in the goddamn movie. It was about a white kid who got into that was that couldn't get into Harvard, I believe. Or he couldn't pay his tuition in Harvard. I believe it was he couldn't pay his tuition in Harvard. So he put on blackface and the whole nine and acted like he was black so he can get scholarship money to pay for Harvard. And it's one of the worst, most egregious things I've ever seen. And I couldn't believe that they actually made that movie. And this feels just like that, just in this era. And I don't know who greenlit this. I don't know how you got money for it. And a big part of the reason why I don't is because you're not trying to do something smart. You're literally rehashing an old-ass trash idea. Like, legit, a trash idea. It's not even close to being good. Um, it's this unfortunate. is just a trailer. We don't even... And, and even he said that no one even knows how this movie ends to even really give a c- complete opinion about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good-nighting the backlash to a trailer because... Everyone is up in arms about a trailer. And I'm not saying that once we watch the movie, we're going to feel differently or I'm going to feel differently or anyone else. But I just think that it's it's interesting how our society has shifted. And it's kind of like we have to move with the shift in every like spectrum of, of, of everything. Like how in 2008, did Robert Downey Jr. play someone in blackface and, and everyone who is up in arms right now, has supported his career since then, but they are so upset about this guy. Now, that, to me, doesn't make any sense, and that's what I have an issue with. If you're going to be mad about one thing, be mad about another thing. Blackface is on a whole different level. And so I actually enjoyed Tropic Thunder. It actually took me a minute to even realize that I was Robert Downey Jr., and I enjoyed him playing that character. So for me, I feel like it would be faulty for me to say, Oh no, this is not right because it's 2019. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it makes complete sense to me. The last thing I'm going to leave off on this is if we're going to talk about a white guy who's mediocre getting a job for a minority woman and we're going to act like that's cool in this day and age, I'm just not going to I'm not going to co-sign that shit at all. That's your general premise of your goddamn story. That's trash. Do better. All right. Let's move on to our next subject of the day. Alabama recently passed the most restrictive abortion bill in American history to have no abortions after six weeks, and that includes rape, incest, anything. We both agree that this is a good night. So I want us to get into this on an intellectual level. I want us to have a real conversation about this because this is the one where I'm not even just blown away. I'm taken back. It's 2019. And of all things to happen, this one kind of just shook me to my core. I want to start with you because I want us no, to have like a real dialogue. No, let's start with you because, listen, these men are the ones that created this bill. Let's start with a man. I would love to hear a man's perspective on a woman at this point because that's clearly all, all we do. No, I'm, kid- I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but no, for real. I want to know what your thoughts are as a man. Uh, abortion wasn't a true political issue in America until around 1980. So Roe v. Wade happens in 1973. It doesn't become an issue in in America until 1980. And that was because a conservative group got together and they were like, how do we get 
more of certain people into our electorate. How do we do this? Hmm. They got the evangelicals on board and the, the one person they needed to push that message was Ronald Reagan. Reagan believed in it. Reagan ran on it. And of course, it, it becomes a political thing from then on. In fact, they believe that God ordained life and that life begins in the womb. And so because of that in itself, they were like, we're doing the right thing. It's not about whether or not this is a woman's right issue or not. We're doing the right thing by God. As far as the Constitution is concerned, there is no direct privacy provision in the Constitution to protect Roe v. Wade then. That means that decision that they made on Roe v. Wade is based on an interpretation of the law instead of it actually being about a human rights thing. So that's how they're able to challenge this now. When that ruling came down in around 92 to 95, and this is my favorite part of the conversation, this made conservatives change their approach. Instead of trying to make it illegal to get an abortion, they forced strict regulations on clinics to force clinics to shut down if they didn't comply with the rules. Think of it as you have to build every clinic to be more like a hospital, larger doors, or have a doctor on call 24 seven. These are all things that clinics, most of them don't have the money to afford to do, and most of them will never be set up that way. The minute they do that, it shrinks the amount of clinics that are in any given state, and then, and then eventually they got a majority Supreme Court that was conservative judges based on what just happened while we were in the Trump administration, now they're saying, hey, we can actually push this into law. They already know that the ACLU is going to sue them at every state that they're trying to do this in. Well, they're going to get sued. They know they're going to lose, but their goal is to get this back in front of the Supreme Court. And if they get it back in front of the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court can overrule Roe v. Wade. That's the only way this happened. Because of legacy, nobody's going to want to take this on they're not gonna actually judge against it. They're gonna do this almost every year until the Supreme Court's willing to take the case. And then eventually when they do take the case, they will take away women's rights and say that it is a state issue. I mean, but what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I, we already kind of said it in the beginning, I good night this because I think it's idiocy. I think you don't get to tell somebody what they should do with their body. You don't get to make a decision for anybody when it comes to their body. I don't think any governed body, I don't think any man, I don't think any woman. So it's not just men making decision on this either because that's a false narrative. They're like, oh, but there's 22 men that have made this decision. No, the lead person in Alabama who is signing this into law is a woman. I think it's all shitty. And that's just really where my mind is with it. Yeah, I, it's it's super disheartening. Kay Ivey, who's the governor, is the one who passed this law. 74-year-old woman. She's probably had some abortions in her life. I don't I don't know, but it's, it's crazy to me that the person who has the most rights is the one who's unborn. The person who's unborn has more rights than the person who has to birth them. That, to me, is the most backwards thing I've ever heard. The most. Um, For them to even include the rape part of it? Wow, you really don't care about women. That yeah. is like, that's almost like, the way that I read that is, that's almost like we are condoning rape. We are saying, hey, we can rape you and you're forced to have our child. Oh, what you gonna do? And this is what I'm saying when I brought this up a couple episodes ago for my Hyper Good Night when I said, I don't go to church. Because there's people that go to church every day or every Sunday in Alabama that agree with this because they believe that anything placed by God should remain. And they are tying 
applying their values to real life situations as if everything applies. And it does not. It does not. You are tying yourself to a religion and you're doing what you think the religion is telling you to do and you're living your life that way. And this is why I said I don't go to church. I think it's hypocritical. I think it's very self-righteous of these people, these so-called Christians who have an issue with killing an unborn person, but they don't have an issue with Trayvon Martin being killed. They could care less about a black life that's been living on this earth for 16, 17 years. They care more about a fetus that's six weeks old. On another note, as a woman, I can tell you, and clearly these men don't know anything about this. And even if they did, they probably don't care. A lot of women have different cycles, menstrual cycles. Every woman does not get their period every 28 days, like what is supposed to be the standard. There's a lot of women out there that have very irregular periods. They may get their period once every two months, and that is their cycle. Um, there's people who don't get their period that often. And so if a woman engages in sex and maybe it was protected, maybe the condom broke and she doesn't get her period that month and she's used to not getting her period every month, but then she realizes she doesn't get her period the next month and now eight weeks have passed. This means that if she were to go to the doctor to, to see if she's pregnant and she finds out she's pregnant, she can't even get an abortion because now the doctor that even proceeds with the abortion could go to jail for life i think it's I, I i don't even have the words for it and this is why i say yo you really have to pick your battles we could be mad about loquisha oh my gosh i can't believe he did this that's not what we need to be mad about this is what we need to be upset about we have people that are taking our rights away like this is not like this is a third world country and that and we're going backwards instead of forwards. And I, I really don't, I, I can't even put it into words how upset I am. Cause this is just fuckery at best, really. I agree. And I feel really bad for anyone in Alabama who doesn't have the means to travel to a different state to get an abortion done because of this. Um, it, I have so much I want to say and I don't even know how to like really put it into words because just thinking about it really, really upsets me and makes me sick to my stomach. It really does. Us as women, we're already second-rate citizens anyway. Um, we didn't ask to be born with periods. We didn't ask to be born this way. But we are the people that provide life. I think it's crazy that someone who doesn't provide life, you only contribute to the way that you can, can tell us what we can do with organs they don't have. What the fuck? All right. So <laughs> the last hyper good night today. It is. I can't believe we went more from this, this serious topic yeah. to something super light. But I guess this is how our show goes. <laughs> so recently, um, it was announced that NYC ranked number three on the list of sexiest American accent. Hyper good night to NYC being ranked number three on the list of sexiest american accents we both agree on this this is a good night like a motherfucker i'm about to say we agree on what <laughs> this is a good night like a no disrespect to i want to start with this no disrespect to anybody with a that's New York the disclaimer because we about to disrespect you right now <laughs> right now in five four three too. I dead ass don't like that dead accent, yo. Be, I dead ass. Dead ass be my accent sexy, yo. 
dead ass B, y'all. So I right, boom, my my accent sexy as hell, yo. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, no, my nigga, no, man. It's, it's, my guy. No, honestly, it's not that I don't like the accent. I just don't think it's sexy. I think saying something sexy is a whole different level of like egregiousness. Like, come on, man. Saying it's sexy. Come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> who voted for this? Like, whose man's is this? Who voted for this? <laughs> no, you. I never. I've never had one of my guy friends be like, "Yo, when that girl said dead ass, I love you." It really got me. Yo, dead ass, I love you more than my tens, B. Nah, when that, when that. <laughs> dead ass, yo, I, I love you more than a chopped cheese, my guy. Like, for yo, real, for real. Yo, for Valentine's Day, she said, I got everything you ever wanted. I got a chopped cheese. I got a <laughs> Yankee hat. And not just a regular one, but the blue fitted with the white letters. With the size on it. Like, no, come you on, man. <laughs> come on now. I love, I, I do find their accent to be interesting, but sexy is just egregious. I like how you said that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like, that's egregious. Do you agree with Texas? Okay, so let me just let me just tell you what the top five are. The top five for this are Texas was number one. A Bostonian accent was number two. I'll stab you with a fork and knife. <laughs> New York was number three. New York City, we should say. Maine was number four. What the hell does that sound like? And Chicago was number five. I don't have a problem with number five. Maybe because I was born there. Do you do you agree with Texas being number one or like a southern draw? Like, if you had to pick any American accent that you feel like is like the best, you would just say neutral. <laughs> the one where you can't tell where someone's from. <laughs> I just, I would just say this much. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a Southern accent. It, I don't think that there's anything wrong with having a New York accent. But my only thing is, I don't view any of them as sexy. Mm, gotcha. That's my key thing. Like, sexy is like... British? That That's not sexy. What the so fuck? So, accents just aren't sexy to you at all. I've never heard somebody's accent and been like, man, I want to fuck this shit out of that accent. <laughs> out the accent, In my really? entire life. Just like, the I'm accent. Not, okay. No, but I've never been like, man. Accent really do it for me though. Wow. And maybe some other guys are like, man, I really like a girl with like a British accent. Yeah, I feel like a lot of men, they're like, you go to a guy's house and their Alexa has a British accent, and that's how you know they got a little British fetish. Um, I don't care at all. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say goodnight, like he said. Um, we also have to point out there's a lot of different kinds of New York accents. Everything is not like B chopped cheese and Yankee fitters. Like then you have like the nanny, really, really nasal, like that. <laughs> is that the Long like, I Island? Was I was walking a- downstairs and I saw this car. Like you know, like it's just there's different accents. There's like because so if that's sexy, then like, give the me Staten that New Jersey. Island Brooklyn accent I, is like very you, like harsh, almost like a Bostonian. Accent. I want the New Jersey accent. I want the girl who's like, I want your sausage. You know, I just want a long sausage. That's New York. That feels more Jersey to me. I want a long uh, that's like, sausage. That's like South Brooklyn. I want a long sausage, and I want you to put your sauce. Pause. 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 <laughs> girl, you know you like the long sausages. <laughs> Jersey does have an accent, and it's very slight. And I don't mean Jersey Shore people. Um, but, yeah, like, I think it's different if you're a guy or a girl. Like, I can honestly say when I was in high school, my first time I ever came to New York was for our, our no, middle school, eighth grade trip. 
came to New York, New York City. And I remember there was guys across the street that were like hollering at us. They're our age. They're they're 13, 14. And I thought their accent was just it. I was like, oh my gosh. He's like, yo, love. Da, 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 da. You know, like that. And so I was really enthralled by it back then, but I was 13. Now that I live here, I'm like, ugh, I'm so turned off. I don't know how Beyonce does it with Jay. Like, I love Jay Z. <laughs> Every time he talks, I'm like, ah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm a little immune to it now. Now I'm just like, I'm really not into it. Uh, but as far as Texas goes, I would assume that's just a Southern accent. And I, I will say, I do like a guy with a Southern accent. So I don't disagree with number one. I feel like Chicago should be higher up on the list. Yes, Chicago has a certain accent. Um, I'm trying to think of how to do it. Um, they, they, we, they drag certain words out. It's hard to really do it, actually. I would have to think of something to say. But Bostonian? My guy, no, never, never, never. So with that... It's time for our Black Heart Revoked. And Black Heart Revoked is our segment where we discuss things that make us stereotypically not black. And this week, it's me. I don't have a fun fact, but maybe my Black Heart Revoked will be a fun fact. Um, <laughs> what, <the fuck? laughs> what you got? I don't know how fun this is going to be. What you got? Okay, so Law and I, well, Law mentioned this to me earlier before this episode. And he spoke about how Chrissy Teigen had posted on Twitter. She reposted or retweeted someone putting up a meme that said, one gotta go. And it was a picture of cheesecake. It was a picture of red velvet cake. It was a picture of pound cake. And it was a picture of sweet potato pie. So as him and I were discussing like the commentary underneath this, this post, a lot of people were saying red velvet cake has got to go. Black people, white people, everybody was just shitting on red velvet cake. They were trying to say that red velvet cake was like the red version of chocolate cake. And if you really know red velvet cake, you know that is not the case. If someone were to put a piece of red velvet cake in front of you and then chocolate cake and blindfold you and give you one or the other, you would know what it is because they're different. So everyone was getting rid of red velvet cake. They were getting rid of cheesecake, blasphemy. My black heart revoked is I would have gotten rid of pound cake. <laughs> I would have gotten rid of pound cake. And you know why? I'll put it to you like this. Someone you mentioned commented and said that red velvet cake is the gentrified chocolate cake. So hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before you go deeper into All right. this, you this I know this is your black car revolt. Go ahead. But in your heart of hearts, mm -hmm. would you eat pound cake outside of like if there's no other options? Would you like go out of like not out of your way? But if you were in a store and there was pound cake, would you ever purchase pound cake? I would give pound cake the same amount of attention as I would a five foot man. <laughs> okay? And that would be none. Wait a second. Wait a second. Not even during like the holidays, you're not like, Hell yo, no. who, nobody made a pound cake? You're not. Ew, who, where? Not I'm not at that house. <laughs> you won't find me at that house. Are you serious? And if they too? made a pound cake, it was, someone brought it. Like it wasn't like it was supposed to be there. Like it didn't RSVP to the party. 
I love the fact so, that you're not backing down. No, ew, on what? On what? What's pound cake ever done for me? Nothing. <laughs> so I say all that to say, this girl had commented on Twitter saying red velvet is the gentrified chocolate cake. Hater. Guess what pound cake is? Pound cake is the gentrified loaf of bread. That's really what it is. Then Chrissy Teigen. I'm sorry. I'm making this about Chrissy instead of my black heart revoke. But I don't know what Chrissy is. I think she's uh, 5% black. Anyways, she has black kids. She's black. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Chrissy Teigen then had the nerve to say this. And this is what got me. A lot of you are saying pound cake without thinking of all the amazing toppings for it. Goodbye, Red Velvet. If you have to add a topping to your cake, it's not good. Do you have to add a topping to sweet potato pie? No. Do you have to add a topping to cheesecake? No. Do you have to add a topping to Red Velvet, the gentrified chocolate cake? No, because it's a gentrified chocolate cake. Do you have to add a topping to dry ass, spongy ass pound cake? According to Chrissy Teigen, who has a cookbook and all this other stuff, you do. And that's the only way you can enjoy it. So, good night to Chrissy Teigen. Your black card is revoked. Mine, I'm reversing this. Mine is not. I am saying anyone who says red velvet has got to go, your black card is revoked. So I'm reversing this because I just don't agree with this. No black person will actually say I'm about to keep the most flavorless cake there that tastes like bread with sugar in it. Fraudulent. That's your black card revoked, black people. Boom. I so boom. Run tell that. With my sexy ass accent. (laughs) Run tell that, homeboy. Oh, all right. Chrissy Teen got me heated. I hope y'all enjoyed all that. Uh, As we talked about before, let's get into the main topic. This is going to be a continuation, as we said, with our original conversation from episode 49 uh, with Mike. And hopefully, you guys enjoy this. So, um, as we said before on the previous podcast, we had talked about when we went to the second portion of this, we were going to get a little deeper. And so, in this one, we wanted to cover relationships, friendships, and get to know a little bit more about you in general. But all of this is under the guise of what it means to have children yet again. Sure. And so, let's start with the whole relationships part of this and how we want to understand how exactly does having a child affect the marriage, in your opinion. So how long were you guys married before you had Athena? Not long, like a year. Okay. Yeah. So So we we were just getting into it. Um, But we were together for a minute before. The bottom line is your time is not your own. It's just not there. It's just just, non-existent. No, no. It's just really not your own time. Like, mm. like you, it's like, shared. From my perspective, I do everything I can for my daughter and for my wife. <clears throat> so I come last. Mm. You know what I mean? Always. You know, and uh, that's something I had to come to grips with. I had some problems adjusting to my new role. Your I new still role as a dad, as a or dad, as a husband, as a, husband, oh, okay. as a man, as a as a the leader of a household. And I had to make some decisions and say, look, I had to let go of things that I used to do, how I used to feel relationships, friendships, I had to let go of a lot of things mm. in order to be the husband that I needed to be and, and ultimately the father that I need to be. Um, I had to put them first. And uh, it's not to say I can't carve out time for me and I'm finding ways to do that now, but they come first. And that centers my universe. And uh, that was a change. It was a change of pace. Do you feel like having a child brought you and Joanne closer together or do you feel like it, you can see how a child can cause a rift between two people thousand percent so I mean 
both. Um, mm. It gets you really close because it's something that you have to see to understand. The the it's violent child like having a child is violent to a woman. There's no other way to describe it. The body is different. It never is the same. Chemistry wise, like Joanne's smell, her sense of smell is stupid strong. She, I mean, she could smell something going on in the basement from the third floor. Oh my gosh. That's wild. That's and an amazing superpower. She could tell. Exactly. I gotta get pregnant to get that superpower. But no, but it's, it's, it's a gift and a curse because conversely, if I use aftershave, she drives her crazy. Like, like she, she doesn't can't, like, like she wants to vomit. She's too strong. Yeah, like anything with a sweet smell to it, she hates. Mm. Man, it's I love Cinnabon. Well, no, it, it all. <laughs> but no, but that's so a, a huge problem in our marriage. Ooh. No, no, that's an adjustment because it's our like relationship is. Over. I can't put on lotion in out of coming out of the shower without her screaming at me, like like because she's about to vomit because I I cracked Michael. the lotion open. You know right. what I mean? And, and so these are changes that her body went through that I wasn't prepared for. Mm. Um, also, like time, like. She literally can't do certain things for herself. And now my time that I would have for myself to do whatever it was, I don't have that anymore because now I'm going to Costco. And now I'm cooking. I'm, you know, shouldering the load. I'm picking up Athena. I'm dropping her off at dance class. I'm doing everything I can do in my power because, you know, she's not feeling good. So how do you guys even find the time, or do you find the time, yeah. to carve out like date nights, yeah. or let's reconnect, or hey, how you doing? Grandparents are grandparents, grandparents, grandparents. For those parents that, that don't have grandparents available, I feel sorry for them. Uh, my parents are the best babysitters from Las Vegas, Nevada, than they'll ever be ever. They love Athena, and they it's come long here. Long no, they come here at the drop of a hat. They'll come and watch her for a weekend or whatever. We, that is you know, amazing. That uh, is amazing. Her mom is down. We drive to Brooklyn and drop her off, and that's it. And we go, you know, Broadway date nights, whatever. Um, and then sometimes it's a sacrifice, and sometimes I just take her. You know, I just take Athena on every date. She's been to different countries, different restaurants. Like I'm not afraid to take her. In trying to navigate being a husband and mm. then quickly learning how to navigate being a father, um, when it comes to your relationship with Joanne, yeah. that is a separate entity that's still intertwined into all this. Yeah. So when you guys have issues or when you guys have debates, arguments, whatever, yes, before you had like the whole marriage thing as this is what we vowed to do and this is yeah. what is keeping us do you feel like there's more pressure to keep the family unit together because yeah. you have a little person yes and you hear stories about like these parents that have been married for 20 some odd years and then their their kids are like out in college and then they, they decide get to get divorced yeah. because they want their kids to be raised in a two-parent household yeah. and it's like now our kids are gone let's just do our thing and move on yeah. Do you feel that pressure or do you feel like that's something that doesn't affect you? That's a really great question. Yes. I did not yeah. expect you to say to yes all to of that. it. That's um, real. You know, having to look at my daughter and say, I don't love your mother. I'm moving on, but I love you. It's a conversation that I don't know how to have because that's her mom and I'm her dad and that's all she's known. And I'm Papa and that's mommy and that's where we belong. <laughs> So why go through that? Why try to explain that to her? And then, you know, whenever it's just me and her, it's me and her, but she's asking, oh, how's mommy? Where's mommy? I want to see mommy. Like, call mommy. You know, whatever. 
And the same thing goes with Joanne. So, yeah, I feel the pressure. We have to be together in a way that is conducive for Athena. It's not hard. I'm not, I'm not saying it's difficult. It's a decision that you have to make actively to say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step up and I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to put others above me. That's it. I would ask you this. So It's not all bad, though. It's not ominous. It's just, you know, no, it's a weight that I yeah. feel. You, you, you just brought up something that I feel like most men would not be open to admit. And I, I think it is, it's brave of you to say what you're saying. Super brave. I just want to understand from you, because I don't, I don't think I would ever be able to say that out loud and feel comfortable <laughs> with myself. Though. So I'm just, I'm asking, I'm trying to pick your mind. Yeah. When it comes down to being in a relationship and being that person that's like, I'm going to stay in this no matter what. I will stick this out. We have children together. We figure. Does that mean there's times in your relationship where it gets so low where you're like, fuck, I can't stand you. <laughs> but you're like, no, but seriously, in all seriousness, like, yeah. I can't stand you. But you're like, I'm going to push this out regardless. Yeah. And, and you never let it get to you to the point where you're just like, delete, I'll so my, cancel this. I'll, the crazy like thing just, is, my father told me, you know, I'm going to tell you three things. And I never actually said this, and not alone on the podcast, but he said, number one, marriage is a commitment. It's not about love. It's like you're going to fall in and out of love with your wife, period. Yeah, so and nobody wants me, to talk he, about he that. Told me that. To he told me that. He told me that. You're going to fall in and out of love with her over the years. Trust me. But you need to be committed. Otherwise, don't do it. You're not a man. Like, a man honors the commitments. That's what he told me. Number two, you have to love without exception. It can't be contingent or conditional or Mm -hmm. contingent upon her behavior or her actions or her weight or this or that. You need to show unconditional love, period. It can't have contingencies. And number three, you need to put your children and the benefit of your household above the benefit of yourself. That's... I can agree and with the, told me, I can agree with the first one and the third one. I got conditions like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you on your own. Your dad basically said you're marrying Shit. a magic eight ball. You just never know what's gonna pop up on that Shit. screen throughout I'm, the years. But you gotta commit to that screen. Let me just tell you, I'm not set up for whatever it is you. that you set up for, Mike. No, I got conditions like a motherfucker. I hear you. Let me tell you this right now. If my girl decides <laughs> to cheat on me, that's a condition like a motherfucker. Guess I, what? This shit is over. So cheating, cheating is a, a deal breaker for you. Deal breaker. Okay. De- a deal? I shit. think for Lawrence, going from a seven to a six is a deal breaker. <laughs> wait, dr- wait, soldier boy, okay, boy. Uh, a seven. He's like a, a seven. six. No, it's like a seven. <laughs> so no, but no. To me, it's not a deal. Like I have a different. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm different. You are. You have a marriage yeah. mindset. I, I just don't I think, think cheating is a deal is. breaker. I do. You, you know. cheat. The deal is off. Dang. Yeah, I just, I, I don't personally think that. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. Fuck is we doing? No, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I, Shit. I don't find it to be a deal breaker. Let's go cheat I, together then. I mean. We'd be in separate households. Cheat no way. I hear you. I hear uh, you. You fucking, I'm and fucking. And you know what? When you're married, you have, you have your own idea of what a deal breaker is. 
and yeah. your partner may have a different idea of what yeah. their their deal breaker is. Yeah. So they could probably get away with something that they would not allow you to do in order to stay in the relationship. That's true. I, I'm sorry. I have way too many conditions. I, I, oh, we I already appreciate know. this I conversation. Think the, audience, <laughs> the audience, y'all already know too. I'm, I'm sure you've gotten you know, to know like, Lawrence over 50 episodes. This is what he told me. Like, this is my dad told me and, and everything he told me I've had to face. Let me, let me explain so something it was, to you. Four it, years. Was let me, accurate. it was accurate. Let me explain. Let, let me explain something to you. Not explain. Explain. If a woman hits me, I don't care what with what. What kind of hit? I don't give a damn. If you hit me, that's domestic abuse. <laughs> I'm not playing. God. I'm not playing. Ain't no hitting me. Ain't we not doing this? And vice versa. All I right. would never put my hands on. Her. There's extreme pe- conditions, obviously. <laughs> right. Yes. No, no. But, apparently, he has no conditions. But no, but okay. <laughs> all right. Well, he just wasn't thinking about all that. I was just trying to light my house on fire. That's cheating, shooting. But I got disclaimers. Cutting my penis off in the middle of the night. Right. Those are all. Those are all. Those are all. Yes. Don't Lorena bob at me. All it's right. over. Those are all conditions. Yes, I agree. But overall, what I'm trying to say is, I I have a high threshold for bullshit in a relationship because. It's about the commitment. It's not necessarily about what goes on. And I understand there's going to be lows and highs. I understand it because I live it every single day. And I'm not saying that I'm always low. It's always low. But there are times in any relationship, in any marriage, that it gets challenged. One of the points um, it, that we go back and forth on is disciplining uh, my daughter. I was just about to ask, yeah. do you guys have different parenting of styles? Of course. Well, we have different ideals about it, but we have the same goal. Okay. Okay. Our different goal is to get to correct there. the behavior. We have different ways of getting there. So do you believe in like spankings and she doesn't? Or oh, no, versa? we both believe in spankings. Oh, okay. Um, well, at least that's... Yeah, no, spankings, you know, spare well. the rod, spoil the child. We understand that. Um, but we, we're not, you know, aggressive, angry spankers. I'm more of a thoughtful... You know, and and for me I'm to do that, full spanker. No, but for me to get, <laughs> I'm sure my mama felt the same way. I'm not an angry bird when I spank. I'm more it's of true, a thoughtful, though. We're not, we're not angry. Disciplinary. Not, no. I put it's, a little love tap at the end. It's after. Push them along their way. It's yeah. after. That's the last result. Uh, we don't. I don't. It's not the first thing we jump to, but right. you know. what, in, in terms of disciplining your kid, yeah. what do you what do you think about yelling at them? Do you think? yelling actually serves a purpose do you think mm-hmm. that actually gets the message across anymore do you think your tone matters tone in matters. terms of them yeah. like so so let's start with the yelling though yeah. let's start with the yelling do you think it's inappropriate for parents to yell at their children in general what's, or is there, what's the situation i think uh, it's situational let's say that they you told them not to do something twice and they've kind of went back to the well too many times and then you're like i'm not going to tell you this again right what I, do you do in that moment? Are you yelling? Think, what are you doing? I, I mean, yelling, I, I, I'm not a yeller, I think, um, but I can definitely change the tone of voice to make it stern. Joanne's a yeller. She's a curvy woman. She's definitely a yeller. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the way she yells all the time, and we've, we've, we've talked about it, um, but it's not abusive. It's just her, her culture. They all yell all the time, and so that's just what they do, and, it's, you know, and, and I understand that. Um, her mom yells, her sister yells, you know, and I get that's it. All it, it. That's all. That's what. That's what. That's what they do, and and it's not. And I understand that. Right. So, for our point of view, from my point of view, it's like I don't like that. I don't like necessarily the yelling part of it, but I understand it gets a reaction from Athena, right? And it gets the desired result. It corrects the behavior, so I'm okay with it. Um, conversely, Why? Are you treating her like the the fucking. 
like the intro to Niggas in Paris. It gets the people going. No, 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 no. But it's not. But it's not bad. It gets the thing to go. We don't yell for it's it's usually when something's a safety issue. That's what I'm okay with. Like don't run out on the street. Don't run the street, out. walking we will go to the city all the time. We were at the vessel last weekend, you know what I mean? Like Athena decided she wanted to go chase after some bird, took broke away from my hand, and she's strong and she's fast now and she just darted. And the thing is there's golf carts and people, and I yelled at that moment, stop, like a very stern, and she's froze. I don't like yelling at all, but in that stern moment- Stern situations call for Yeah, it. it's situational in my opinion. So- Mike, like, don't play with me. No, don't like, you, don't stop. You. Like, I, I needed her to stop because I, 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 I had to turn and pivot to go get her because she just took off. Situationally, mm-hmm. I'm okay with yelling. And this is gonna be a weird question. Okay. But based on something that happened a few years ago with the Harambe stuff, there's a lot of people that were talking about how if she had actually had her child in a leash. Now, I know you're going to be like, what parent putting it? My sister mm. leashed her child because she's like, none of this shit's ever happening with me. Now, the Harambe shit, there's a black woman, black child, swallows mm. through the cracks. He just slides under the goddamn fence and his body rolls all the way down to the goddamn gorilla. And then they have to shoot the goddamn gorilla. I remember that, yeah. Would you ever tether your child that way with a leash? Tether. Or do you Ooh, we went back to us. Or do you feel like that's like doing way too much? I feel like if you have to put your child on a leash, they're not listening to you. And that's not okay. So you're basically questioning the parenting skills of that parent, like if they're not listening <laughs> yes, to you. He I is. would never <laughs> yes, I would never is. directly say that, but I will say that indirectly is <laughs> If, if you have to put your child on a leash to correct behavior... They don't respect. They don't put no respect on your name. No, that's that's a you problem. It could just be parent parental laziness. Like, I don't even want to, like, really look after you. So if, if I feel a tug on this leash, I'm just going to pull you back. I, seeing it in the mall is an, unacceptable to me. I don't like they're to... Not, s- they're not dogs. They're not animals. They're children. They listen. You have to make well, them listen. So there are certain people that view their pets as children. So what are you saying? I, okay. I would say that I value human life a little bit more than I oh oh and I all lives matter i understand that. no pet lives matter the pet lives of course they oh just, apparently not as much as humans correct. tell me more <laughs> yes He's like that that if pit bull did not come from my wife's and womb. a four-year-old i'm gonna say the four-year-old if there's a cat hanging from the building and there's a four-year-old girl hanging from the building you tell me you're gonna save the cat before you save the little girl i'm telling you personally <laughs> I ain't gonna answer the question. I can't he's answer gonna the question. Tell, he's gonna tell you something else. No, no, I'm telling you personally. I don't give a fuck about cats, so I'm never saying <laughs> goddamn cat. This kid is coming down immediately. Immediately. <laughs> shit, I'm Drago when it comes to that. Cats shit. got nine if lives you, anyway. We don't have to worry about that. Right, cat. If you fine. don't know who Drago is from that motherfucking Sylvester Stallone Rocky movie, that motherfucker said, "If he dies, he dies." That's exactly how I feel. And I don't give a damn what anybody thinks about that. I'm just not a cat fan in general. You savage. I want to anyway. uh, switch over to, to friendships. Okay. Because, you know, the, the, the point of this conversation is to truly highlight how much kids change your whole life. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to change your life inside the four walls or inside your household and your personal relationship. But there was 
a relationship that you had prior to Athena, and that was with all your friends. Yeah. And I just want to know, when it comes to friendships, how does having Athena and one on the way affect hmm. your friendships? Or how has it affected your friendships? Time. I can choose to go to brunch and hang out for two or three hours. Or I can choose to spend that time with my daughter, who I never get to see during the week because I'm always at work. And also, people are busy. And I'm busy with her. The only friend I see regularly with kids is Eric, because we both have daughters. So it's easy because they play together. You help you help with these sets so well. <laughs> they, 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 I didn't have to. Right. Yeah, they, I they, was gonna ask. No, I'm saying do you like, have certain Paul, right. let, he like. Do you no. have <laughs> certain? I was gonna ask. Do you have certain friendships that have continued and sustained just yeah. because you guys have kids? So if Eric didn't have kids, you don't think you would see him as much? No, thousand. And that's because you guys have kids that are the same we have, age. We have the same idea of fun these days. <laughs> so it's not the same or idea as anybody of. else. Or lack of. Or lack of, depending on how you look at it. Depending how you look at it. Right, yeah. right, right. From a non-child yeah. perspective. But even though we don't hang out as much as we used to, and we're both busy, and the priority is, you know, the daughter. If Athena is coughing or something, she's not going to go out that day. You know, if you know his daughter has something going on, she's not going to go out that day. So we cancel. We cancel more plans than we make. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it would be funny to see them now versus before. Before, Eric's like, let's go to Grits and Biscuits. Now he's like, you want to make some Grits and Biscuits? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No, with it, the play date. With the <laughs> Bring the markers. I got the listen, coloring books. Listen. <laughs> and that's, that's the extent of it. Got the Polly Pockets. Yeah, crazy. And you know it is crazy because you know I haven't seen you like since my birthday yeah. a couple years ago. That's crazy. And too. like for anyone who doesn't know on the podcast, like we used to have a crew, like a yeah. crew, crew. And when I like say crew, it, we used mm-hmm. to hang out every weekend. It wasn't All even a word. It was like kids who play outside after school. There was no <laughs> like there was no like hey are we gonna do this? You just did it, and we just hung out and. Wreaked havoc on yeah, the city. Yeah, no, like, it, was, it was good times. You just come by and. Do you remember the name of the spot we used to go to, Mike? Which spot? TikTok? Rebel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course I remember Rebel. I talk about Rebel all the time. God. Anyway, yeah. that's a yeah. whole nother. Red Boots. Yes. Red Boots. You met somebody there. Right. Changed your met, whole met, life. Met a few people there. So all yeah. I, I want to say is. <laughs> All I want to say to Be that careful is, you mean the club, y'all. <laughs> Boy, I can change. Mike is never going to admit this, but if Mike doesn't know me, he might not know her. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Wait, wait. If Mike doesn't know you, he ain't going to know her? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because of that. All right. Cool. They would have never met. All right. That's true. How else would they have met? That's true. Yeah, and, and also, if I didn't know a certain person, then Mike wouldn't have known. That's true. It all, it's all, and then if, hey, and hey, if, and hey. if this, this and is, then like, if, we got zero degrees of separation. And I hadn't met a certain person, which you know what the what? strange Facts. thing is. I was thinking about this the other Facts. day. What were you thinking about? Yeah, because it was like we can't meet any good people in the club. I was like, I met a lot of good friends in the club. <laughs> wait, wait. You can always debunk that statement like, based of off of your life. Yeah, I met a lot of good people in the club. What do you mean? <laughs> One per- one person that you met in the club led to another person in the club, and that led to a lifer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. And and you know, so yeah, those days are over. To answer your question, do you do you miss those days at all? No. Or do you feel I like miss- I have a new sense of self? I have a new life. Like this is me now, and I had my time. A little bit of both. Yeah. Because I have certain friends that are still in that that space. That's, that have kids. No. Oh. That are still in that like. 
I, I hang out all the time out. space. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends that are uh, in the entertainment industry that are definitely in that space. So, you know, I, I get it from time to time. But do you ever feel guilty for like yes. that time? Yes. It changes you for the better. But also, I think it changes your perspective on the life that you led. I don't know how to explain that. I wish I could explain it better, but it's like, man, I used to do all these things and I don't do them anymore, but I'm not mad about it. That was just that part of my life. And that I was, was kinda, old you. I kind of moved on now. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird now. If I'm, if I'm 40 in the club, unless I like own it or I'm a rapper, I don't really belong there. And that's how I feel. So. I completely disagree with him on this. So. <laughs> But I, it's not even from a perspective no, of being I, I a parent you. or not being a parent. Where I think, no, I especially after going to Nashville. Nashville changed my entire outlook on what it means to be get older, have children the whole nine. Because in Nashville, it was the first time I ever saw people who were in their 60s on the dance floor getting it. And when I say, when I say getting it, I mean, they're not just line dancing and shit. They're getting it. Like, oh, they're grinding and twerking? Everything you can possibly think of. They're old white people, for God's sakes. Yeah. There are people that are like in scrubs that just came from work that are in there. And I'm like, wait, what is this? So that's a different phase of their life, too. And, and no, they were saying to me, they're like, the last thing we're going to do is stop being us. Because all of them felt like they had given up so much of themselves to do whatever it is they did from these years to these years. Right. And I went. They went back to being, yeah. But you have to also remember, like, Nashville, any of those Midwestern places, they start having kids at a way younger age. That's so by the too. time their kids are grown, they're like 40. Yeah. <laughs> by the time they're 60, they have great, great, uh, great kids. My age, the kids are like 15 to 16 years old now, 17 years old. Mm. I'm like, dang. You didn't get no adulthood like, 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 by yourself. Like, but then conversely, though, their kids are like all older now and they're my age and they have grown kids. So, so they, they're doing what you they're did doing, at 20 at like Right, they're doing what I was doing in my 20s now. They're and that's doing a whole traveling, they're, they're just doing everything now because of whatever. They have more money now, their kids are grown now. So it's two different worlds. Like I chose to have kids a little bit later, but a lot of people where I grew up have had kids since they were like 20, 21 years old. It's different. That's so crazy. You I can't I mean? even imagine can't even not even having an adulthood you, by myself. I couldn't imagine having kids at 25. You know, it, but younger me, do. younger me that grew up in like suburban California could have definitely seen that. If you stayed in California? Absolutely. I would have had kids a lot sooner if I stayed in California. Mm. There's no question about it. Because that was the culture. I mean, that's the culture. Yeah. Of staying just, where you yeah. live is staying where you grew up and were raised and you yeah. raised kids and that's your end goal. But I don't that's regret true. it. Like it's not, I don't regret it. It's just changes you. Like changes my priorities. It made me work harder. Make sounder decisions. But you know what? The thing about Mike that I want to let the audience know is Mike has always been the person to say, at age 28, I want to do this. At age 30, I have to do this. At 32, I have to have my first child. At And so it's like yeah. you always lived by a timeline. Do you feel like that has helped or hindered you when it comes to this child process, marriage, everything. It's interesting. I don't know if it's helped or hindered. And did you do everything under your timeline? I'm getting there. I still have one more to meet. But... What, your, your second child? No, I oh. didn't really have a timeline for that. This is a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no timeline for that. Um, yeah, that was, whatever. <laughs> I, I love the Ooh, No timeline for that. Uh, you know we're in, a, we're in a good space now Athena is like at a perfect age where she's independent enough to like get her own water and ice from the refrigerator and you know what you don't have to lose yourself to become parents I'm not saying I don't do anything I used to do I do I hang out still from time to time I go out to dinners I do this I do that but ultimately I think the sh- the, the, the focus 
the point of view shifts. It's more about what you are going to provide for your kids, the life you want to give them. You know, you have to think about things. It's not just you anymore. Like when we were taking Athena, putting her in school recently, we didn't take into account that she had a whole life at her grandmother's house because she was seeing these kids every day. So she had like six kids that she had relationships with, that she knew all their names that we didn't even, she was like, oh, I miss so-and-so. She started naming like all her cousins Aww. and stuff. And I was thinking to myself like, dang, like we just like, she, for like two years she was there every day. We just took her out and put her in school now. So now it's like she didn't even see her cousins anymore, but we didn't take that into consideration. So now we make it a point to, to take her there at least once a week to see her cousins that she basically grew up with. Um, my point is, I think that your life shifts, your goals shift. I don't think they become better or worse. I think they just become centered around what's best for your kids. And there's more goals because now that you have yeah. a, young, a child or someone looking up to you. Oh, and like, you know, financial planning is different. Like, you know, we opened up a college fund account for her like almost immediately, you know what I mean? So like every week, you know, I, I give money to that account every single week. Um, you know, these are things that I would never have thought about years ago that I think about now all the time. So it's important to me too. I, I want her to have a better life than I did, which means not having to work your way through college. And no Cheerios. And no Cheerios. Apparently, I had to cut Cheerios. No BHT, out. right, Law? <laughs> no bitches. Can you tell? Wait, can you tell our audience what BHT is and Cheerios? Because I think from episode four, Cheerios nine, that shocked me. I was like, "What do you mean Cheerios? Cheerios? What, Cheerios what do you mean Cheerios? Cheerios? Like a universal oh my- child snack. Like when I see Cheerios, I think." two-year-old in church and you got to yeah. keep them like occupied here take some cheerios, yeah, cheerios, man, cheerios. <laughs> like i don't even buy cheerios for myself Listen, i'm like i'm too old for that <laughs> cheerios have been cheerios with cut up bananas athena loves it what why you gotta be scared i i wasn't <laughs> like bht i'm like what's this tell tell people throw all the cheerios it. out first off i wasn't trying to wait a second i want everybody to understand he's trying to make athena better than you <laughs> i know he's, he's, no, succeeding. he's succeeding no no poison <laughs> Facts. Poison mixed with bananas. I thought I was feeding. <laughs> Listen, I think we need to educate all the parents because I didn't even know about Cheerios having this crazy ingredient in law who looks at all ingredients. If it's not like Briars, he ain't eating it. All right, I'm going to read some stuff to y'all about this really quickly. This is just for kids' health. This is a, I'm going to do And this. adults who eat gonna, Cheerios. Yeah, like I used to. <laughs> Don't anymore. <laughs> I stopped today. No, I. We're still an honest family, though. We still got. Yeah. We still got I really am trying not to gummies. be that dude. I'm, I'm going to do this for Wheaties and I want to do this for Cheerios. So. Damn. All right. Wheaties Champions? Too? Yeah, let me start with Wheaties. Damn. So. Uh, breakfast is for champions, right? 83% of the ingredients in Wheaties, five out of the six ingredients sugar, corn syrup, salt, BHT, and trisodium phosphate. The other ingredients are processed wheat. So let's talk about this. <laughs> if General Mills is going to be brutally honest about the products and their packaging, like what if they let everyone know that trisodium phosphate is also used as a paint thinner? That is something that's right now oh, an Lord. active ingredient. It's not a joke either. I'm not like saying this as a dick move. Like, look at this. This is Wheaties. TSP, which is trisodium phosphate, is the same thing that's actually inside of your cereal. Oh my gosh. But they can use that because the FDA has approved that with in little small doses. FDA sucks. As, but, <laughs> but in little small doses, they've approved that to be used as a preservative. 
The same thing with BHT. They've, they've approved certain things to be preservatives when they should never be used. Yeah, you can't eat nothing That's no bizarre. more. You can't even trust you just Cheerios, my guy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust Cheerios. I can't have Cheerios and milk. I can't have anything. I can't have nothing. You can't have milk. Can't There's have too Cheerios, many hormones. Like, Apple Jacks. You can't have anything. What kind of water can we have? Soda. Shoot. I'm all about that. Setcha, you know? I can't I need some even, alkaline. Alkaline is bad. Like, everything's bad for you. I feel like all the all the things I grew up eating are horrible. It's a fact. Horrible for me. Um, that is a that is an absolute fact. So there there is tons of bad stuff in almost everything that we, we yeah. eat, though. Everything from juicy fruit gum was bad for you, and oh, they, the, that. that literally changed as of a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, tricks, same thing. They have tons of terrible shit in them, including tricks are for kids. Yeah, they. <laughs> And like, paint thinning. <laughs> <laughs> so, just in the past, but in 2015 is when they removed BHT and they removed tri-sodium phosphate from their cereal. And General Mills, just in general, is a shit company. Like, they don't give a fuck about anybody else's health. They're just like, well, as long as parents don't think of this as an issue, because most people don't look at the box. They just buy shit. Well, no one's going to look at BHT and be like, ooh, I need to look that up. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We don't we trust the FDA too much. Yes. To fuck up. Every but time. the FDA is also the company that's in bed, and there nobody wants to admit this. They're in bed with the meat industry. Of course. The are. meat industry as a whole. Cause cancer. Like what honestly, the, what the hell? Nobody wants to. <laughs> nobody wants to talk about that stuff. Yeah. That that actual movie, What the Health? Mm-hmm. I don't eat like pork anymore because of the movie. I don't eat that's so meat. Crazy. From like regular grocery stores anymore. My mom's the same. Way. I don't go to like it. butchers and or like high end restaurants. I don't. I just won't buy it at a grocery store anymore. I don't buy meat, pork. I don't buy regular milk anymore. I just, it's Jessica it's, Alba. If you ever come across this podcast, you need to get into the meat industry with your yeah. little honest products. <laughs> <So> honest meat. <laughs> honest meat, man. We need to know what we're eating. <laughs> I need an honest cow in my life. <laughs> Shoot. I can't stand honest bacon. <laughs> I want to ask you. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like, I feel like you touched on this in the last episode. She said, oh, but I want you to. <laughs> would you? Is there anything your parents did raising you that you would never do? Like I know we talked about food and we talked about like letting them play in certain places, but like, is there something that your parents did raising you where you're like, I you already knew before Athena. You're like, once I have a child, I would not do this the same way my parents did. Oh, I mean, yeah. What's what like? What's the thing? I mean, the whole point of being open with my family. Oh right, the lines of communication. Yes. Yeah. Wide open. Mm. Come home and tell me whatever it is. You are safe here. I never felt that. I felt like I would be crucified, mm. which has probably prevented me from doing some dumb shit, but also maybe some great shit too. So I want there to be a balance. Yes. Don't fear me, but respect me and understand what's right and wrong. But come to me if you have anything that you need to talk about. I want to be open, as open as I can. And I want her to understand that um, being a woman, I think it's important to have an open relationship with your father and be able to tell him things. Because if not, you know, you're going to look for it elsewhere. <laughs> you're going to look for it in some And that's how you other... get R. Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't Jeez, really? I'm just saying, like, I went there. I'm just saying, but. I mean that I mean they had father figures in their lives and who knows what what these women who knows what kind of relationship or yeah. lack of they had with those fathers 
or fear that was instilled in them to make them feel like I can't come to you, so I'm going to this other person who right. I call daddy. And that's a problem. Well, I'm glad yeah. that you're like actually breaking the cycle. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. I think one of the things that helped with my parents, I was actually telling my cousin about this. There's two things that my parents kind of instilled in me that I will make sure that I follow through with, and there's two things for sure I will never follow through with. But I want to focus for me, and I know he talked about the things that he wouldn't want to follow through. I want to focus on the things that they did do that were super right. That's awesome. Man. My parents taught me financial accountability from the ages six up. I understood how checking and savings work by the time I was seven. I had a bank account by the time I was eight. So my parents, by the time I was 11, taught me what it meant to actually pay bills, how much they were paying in bills, how much money they made. They We had these discussions when I was 11. So I'm not sure when I hear other parents being like siloed off from their kids, like, nah, they don't need, no. You need to have financial literacy conversations with kids at an early age so they're not dumbfounded when they get to a certain age and they're like, a credit card, oh my God, what do I do with this thing? And they're spending all their goddamn money on bullshit. And then I think another big thing that they taught me <laughs> Mike just raised his hand. Yo, I'm like, like, I I'm can't like, see that. I'm like, man, that's really good. Yeah, I had to learn that late, um, late, late. It's 20s. okay. Athena still 20s. has time. Late 20s. So she'll learn that right. a lot sooner than me. Right. <laughs> that financial accountability shit is no fucking joke. No. For real. Like, I agree. Because it has to be a pattern. It has to be a habit, habitual thing. The, the, the financial literacy thing was so good for me that when I was 12, I heard about one of my relatives. I'm not going to put them on blast, but one of my relatives that couldn't pay rent like could not pay rent on time multiple months in a row and, and Lawrence has saved all his allowance and he decided to help them out no oh <laughs> <laughs> playoffs no um I I literally say to my dad I'm like well I don't understand like why is he not able to pay his rent my dad goes to me, well, unfortunately, you know, he's bought some stuff that he wasn't supposed to have and blah, blah, blah. And so then I say to my dad, I'm like, well, why did he just not buy this stuff? And my dad goes, well, you know, there's outside things that make you feel like you should buy this. I'm like, no, he made a choice. He bought it. And like, I don't. Logical law. Eight I li- years old. No, literally. Th- 10 years old. This is, oh, this is 12. 12 years oh, old. 12. Sorry, by, sorry. By, by the time I'm 12, my brain is just like, well, if you don't have it, why are you buying it? And I don't give a damn what everybody else is doing. Why You can't keep your lights on. So this doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to make, and by he, I mean the guy that I'm talking to. He's trying to make it out to me like he's cool. Like everything's fine. I'm like, no, but you're broke. <laughs> like I'm like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but you're like broke. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, this doesn't even make sense. So I'm saying to you as a parent, I hope that that's one of the things that you push. Like, if you, if nothing else, Mary, deep dive into that. Mary did Joanne. You met Joanne. Oh, Joanne is a saver. She's <laughs> saver. <laughs> Listen, she changed everything about my life, and I appreciate her for it. Right, I do remember that when yeah. you guys were dating, she yeah. was even helping you out, she, she, helping listen, change your mindset when it came to money. She changed everything. Mm-hmm. And Rebel. I didn't understand. Yeah, Rebel, Rebel changed. <laughs> Rebel changed everything. Rebel changed my life. You need changed. to write a Yelp review for Alizé the place that's no longer up, open. Anyway, that was her It's blue. That was incredible, Hulk. Anyway, um, she is beyond financially responsible, right? And and operates from a place of scarcity, meaning like. Not used to having. I don't to... care how much money you made last year. This right. is what we're putting away, and that's it. And I and I had to succumb to that. I was fighting it. You know, I was doing things outside of the structure that she created for the house, and not respecting 
her financial literacy because she understood things I didn't. Um, I'm happy that she did, and I'm happy that I finally acquiesced to her a few years ago, and and it's been smooth ever since, man. So I'm on your side of the fence now. It's really good to be here. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, she's like, look at this It's really good this to be uh, on, on the literate side, uh, you know, financial literate side, because uh, for a while it was rough, and, uh, and it didn't have to be. It was just my own stupid stupidity. Well, here was gonna be the other thing I was gonna say that my parents did that was really really well. And at the time, I was like, these sound like you, they just sounded like old farts to me when they were talking about this shit. But they weren't. They weren't old farts about this. They were absolutely like 100% right. Mm. They were pushing to me that brands don't matter. They were pushing to me that in terms of individuality, the people that you know right now probably aren't going to be the people that you know when you're older. And all of these things that you're putting so much stock in when you get older won't be the same things you're putting stock in. However, because of stock X, I still like Jordans. Anyway, I, I, I will say this much. They were right about pretty much the majority of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was a teenager, not only was I not wearing the shit that everybody else was wearing, because don't get it twisted, I wanted the latest FUBU. I wanted that 05 jersey oh, so was so hard. bad. Those hoodies. Mm -hmm. I don't care what none of y'all say. That shit. I had a varsity jacket. I was stunned on them hoes. Damn. Damn. It was Christmas time I got it too. I felt so special. Did you ever have a starter jacket though? Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. I had a Bulls one when I was living in the suburbs of Chicago. And my dad, okay, so this is what would happen. In you had a Bulls In one? Chicago, I mean, listen, in Chicago, Lakers. people would jack you for your starter jacket. So what, what, my, what my dad said is, we're going to get your name embroidered on it so they can't steal it because then it has your name oh, he on has it. has your name on it? So I, had, I didn't like that either because I'm like, no, I don't want my name on it. So I had my name embroidered on it that's in the hard. front. I don't care what you say. Yeah, that's that's hard. I, I wish I had that jacket right now because yeah, I hard. now that, that was the first time I ever stunted on a hoe was when I had yeah. that jacket. <laughs> I didn't even know what stunting on a hoe was, but I was doing it at the tender age of fifth grade. I wanted I wanted a Cowboys one and I wanted a Bulls one oh, and I didn't have either one of those because my parents were like too cheap. I had a Lakers and a Cowboys. because I, I had. So we both well, had. I had to have one. I'm the I wanted a, I wanted a, a Charlotte Hornets one. Oh, my, was, Charlotte I was, Hornets. You took my. I was good. Yeah. So I was saying my the color that I grew up with. Charlotte Hornets colors were just Larry Johnson crazy Muggsy Bones yeah and the oh, starter jacket it. had like the logo right here and yes. you had like the pullover one with like, yes, the yes with the pocket we're so far away from what <laughs> time <laughs> starter please please make a comeback with the jackets yeah I really like those jackets man. the point <laughs> that I was making though was they taught me not to care about what was going on with but that you still star. want a cowboy starter jacket I did <laughs> But where, where this, where that ended up taking me was, by the time I got older, I cared more about the 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 perceived value of something, meaning why we valued that so strongly, which is how I got into what I got into. I wanted to understand the human psyche and what makes us mm -hmm. care about these things in a way, and that's because of my parents. Ultimately, I don't I don't think they realized they put that in me, but it made me want to understand why do we put so much stock in this stuff, and eventually that became my career. So now look at me, brands, brands, That's brands. It's amazing how much something as simple as what your parents taught you led to a career. It did. And that's a lot of pressure as a parent to think that anything that you're like saying to them will stick with them for life, Hell whether yeah. it's good that's or oh. bad. Also just the guiding light, like, you know, it's a lot of ways they look up to you, man. Like you realize it from an early 
You're all they got. That's it. And she's leaning, you know, she looks, my daughter looks up at me and watches me, wants to be around me all the time. You're just looking like, at a little home, you, looking at you. I get home and it, that's it. Like, she's, you know, daddy's a little girl and it's, I don't know. It's worth it. That's what it is. It's worth it. So. I believe that. Yeah. I, Especially when you have a little face that looks like you looking up yeah, at you. You're just like looking at yourself like, this is how I was when I was four. Now I get to interact with my four-year-old self through my daughter. I think, But I do yes. want to go back to the thing. So her, like Avi's original question was around what things would you, would you want, would you not do that your parents did? Yeah. I think I would avoid at all costs yelling in front of my children. You mean at each like not not at the child. I mean other. little yelling at each. I will that I will. We have to find a common ground to not yeah. do that in front of them. I agree with you. It sets a really really bad precedent. And, I don't and the kids don't like it. And, man. and if you don't like it, like we we have definitely had some spirited conversations um, in front of Athena, and we had a. Conversation among by ourselves. spirited that means yelling because you see how he no, tried to like politicize yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> girl, we have listen, some spirit. All of us have spirited conversations. We, the we have strong opinions. Not in the same way. We have strong opinions on things, and sometimes you know we 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 don't You're really argue, but we both yeah we both are, and we both get our point across. Um, so Athena would be like, Papa, stop it! You know, like she'll, she'll say, shut up, and I'm like, okay, you know what? You're Why right. is she telling you to stop? <laughs> <laughs> looking out for her mom I don't know so we, she's like we, I know you're gonna treat me di- you're gonna treat my brother different when he comes so I'm gonna treat oh, you I different I knew you were gonna like, you, were gonna like, uh, you are the pen in it circle back queen that's, that's it she literally is circle back she, it's fine it's fine I'm okay Mike's with it used to it I'm okay with it okay Woo, with CB it. got your ass it's okay circle back it's okay I want to have. I want to wrap this up with like a fire round. I want. I want the first question to be something that we all answer, and then the second one, second and third ones are going to be from Mike. I'm down. All right. So whoever wants to go first, <laughs> name one thing that you do not understand about other people that are parents. Anyone can go. People that I know. Yeah, it, like the something that they do as they parent, you're like, I just don't understand why you do this or say or. I got, oh. Go ahead. I got two. Go ahead. I know you said one. All Can right. I do more than one? Yeah, sure. You're not, okay, cool. There ain't no rules. No, no, if you Start said one, I don't want, no, but I don't want you being like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> so I think the first <laughs> one is I get, and this is just me, and I don't, I don't care to understand this. I don't want to understand this. I don't want to see your kid. And what I mean by that, oh no, I'm being gosh. super serious. I'm being super serious. Mike's let, face. Me, let me explain what I mean by that. People will people will have printouts of their children, right? They'll have them wallet size. They'll have them all these sizes. And they're like, oh, my God, I want you to see this. Oh, look. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And they'll show you like. Because we have nothing else to do, huh? <laughs> all right? It's That's so what we have. fucking annoying. <laughs> All right. It's like this is my world right now. All right. That's it. This is That's all, all I, I have is, is just, just being cannot, in front of me. I, like I cannot stress to you how much I don't give a fuck 
about. Oh, you well, don't look. Give a fuck about my no, world. No, look. This is Junior in a football outfit. Look, this is Junior in a fucking Spider Man outfit. Great. Junior slobbed in every fucking picture. Did you clean that up on one of these fucking pictures? No. That's fucking disgusting. You know did you get the booger out of his fucking nose in this last one? I did after they took the Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Like I don't like I really don't understand why they do that. Like I'm, I'm telling at, you, I'm at, nothing. No. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to relate to you by not. Like, going, but I'm at I'm at work. I just, got a theme and no, focusing, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh my god, you have to see these pictures. Oh my god, and then this is where I get really bothered. Isn't he so cute? Oh wait, you do not want me to respond. <laughs> Let them tell you he's cute. <laughs> me? Do you want me to rank your child from zero to ten? Okay. Be nice. Guys. Go for it. <laughs> Guys, we need to be kind to each other. I'm going to say that, that, you know. That, Wait, you had two, though. No, you had two. Yeah, you did have two. I'm going to let Mike go. I'm going to come back. Because <laughs> I'm going to sandwich this. I am. No, Because I, I already I, seem too negative. Like, I, I don't want to hate on my fellow parents. You know, I'm trying to it's think. It's not hating. It's just it, like it's, it's, something that you just don't understand. Like, why are you? Okay, so here's something that I don't okay, understand. Okay, so yes, go. Maybe better example. I, I don't understand how parents will be like, don't take anything from a stranger. But then when it comes to Halloween, it's okay. <laughs> because it's like if someone wanted to like poison someone's candy that would be the time to do it it's like don't ever take anything from a stranger but hey we're gonna celebrate this this celeb- this uh event or this holiday where all you do is take things from strangers you don't know these people you don't know what they did I don't understand that I feel that's like a it's point. a little hypocritical and it could con- confuse a child honestly no no that, that's a really good point <laughs> I mean um, you know my parents my parents let me trick or treat so it's not like anything against anyone in particular it's just one of those hypocritical things where I'm like yeah everyone dropped the ball on this one yeah everybody that celebrates Halloween I I I, I, I don't understand how people uh, don't edit themselves in front of their kids mm. I, I I'll be talking to my friends and like for example last weekend uh, Athena was over with a play date and he's just talking and I'm like trying to give subtle hints like hey like, you know hey, don't say that word. kids right Athena here just, oh what do you mean they're gonna learn it anyway that's one school of thought. Wow. Um, I also don't need her running around saying fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> at school. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, yes, she will learn Such it one day. But let's not <laughs> teach it to her now. So, like, <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't understand that. All right, I got one more. Can I get my I other think one? I, I got one more, too. I got, I got one, one and a half more. Go ahead. I'm not being shit. I got a lot of friends that do this, too. And I don't want to hear shit from none of y'all because I know a lot of my friends listen to this goddamn podcast. <laughs> I love all y'all to death. But please think about this. Why the hell y'all buying y'all kids expensive shoes? These motherfuckers are growing out them left and right. If your kid is between the ages of zero and motherfucking ten... Zero. Rel- please, why are you buying... No. I'm, one of my friends, I'm not making this up, bought his kid Gucci shoes. For what? I mean... For what? Instagram is great when you like you gotta post those pictures. For what? Mm-hmm. They try to have their kid be I an mean, influencer. Let me tell you something, nigga. I don't got Gucci shoes. <laughs> That's because they cost two thousand more dollars than their child. Well, because it's like sixty bucks, you know, like for you know, like a thing. Are they sixty dollars? Athena has some Jordans. She has some. Uh... Mike, 
Can I, Mike? But Mike is the Jordan King, though, so of course his Mike, daughter's gonna yeah, have Jordan. Mike, why exactly does your daughter have Jordan? Because he I'm, wants, I'm asking. I'm asking. Because she's gonna grow he out. He wants so her to do better than him. He probably to get his first pair until so high school. Work, no, yeah, I had he to work pay, at Chuck E. Cheese for my first pair of Jordans. See? Nah. Had to work at Chuck E. Cheese. That was hard. Anyway, <laughs> it was it's crazy. Um, because I I like them and I thought they were cool. Oh, you like them. And you guys I had have the same pair. pair? Yes. yes. Oh, that's so cute. Jordan I Eleven. Definitely. So do yeah, that. we had matching. Oh my god, oh. you got our concords. Oh my god. 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 Oh my I want to say there's another thing that I don't understand is when parents, you ask how, you're talking about when their kids are from zero to whatever, when you ask their child how old they are, and they're like, oh, they're like 52 months. Yeah. Oh, they're like 82 and a half months. I, okay, me, no one says 82 and a half months. Listen, listen, I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. Because at the end of the day, I don't have time to do the division to figure like. out how many years you just told me. Is that three? Is that six? Can you just say six years old? I think after 24 months, you just say I think after 12 months. Just yeah, say a freaking year you. and a half of this 18 months. Let's not go by. I didn't ask what, what size your child's wearing. I didn't ask if they're wearing 18 months or 24. Don't even say 24 months. Who says that shit? Just say two years old. Because that's how they start pregnancy. It's oh, like they're always going, in weeks and months. I get that. Days. But yeah. as so, listen, if that's your child hilarious. is under the year... There's a skit that I saw and someone... The girl was pregnant and she finally had the child. And then she played the other character too. And she's like, how old is your baby? And she's like, oh, he's one month year old. And that is so accurate. It's like... What is it? Months. Is it months or is it years? And at the point where you're saying 24 months, oh, my child's just going through the terrible 24 months. No, no there's I a think, terrible two. I think after two, you just say two. I don't, know, I don't know the rules, but yeah. I don't have the time for the division. I just don't, don't have the time or the mental capacity. I'm going to be like, okay, so your child's between the ages of zero and four. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's up to two. Yeah, I think so. Because it would, it would make sense. 18 months makes sense. 19 months makes sense. 19? Really? I mean, a year not, and a half. You're not quite two. You're a year and a half. But you're a little bit more than a year and a half. By a month. <laughs> <laughs> My child learned a new word today at 19 uh, months. Yeah, he said they 19 months. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, you said 19 months. 19 months? <laughs> Mike. Yeah. What the My fuck? guy. <laughs> what? I was 19 months old. I don't know. She's uh, not. Nineteen months. How many like, months is Athena right now? I don't know. She's, exactly. She's, I want because she's wanna... three, so it doesn't matter. Thirty-six months. It's <laughs> three and a half. Cool. Well, three and no, three point forty-two months. Come on, let's get it together. <laughs> <laughs> My division is horrible. My multiplications like are nine and a half months. Imagine. See, that's what I'm saying. No, but why, would, but why would I say that? <laughs> what do you guys are yes, It'd exactly. be 42 months. Why would you say that? And I've heard people say it. I'm like, no. I can't do this math right now. Three, Three and, and a half, half is 42. 42 months. Yeah, 42 Thank months. you. I'm glad. He has, okay, 42 he has months. daddy brain right now. Sorry. You're right. I was thinking 39. Yeah, 42 I'm, months. I'm, I'm, but we don't Maybe she that. is 39. I'm we just say, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. No, no. How no. old is she in dog years? It's like, no, let's just say the years at some point. I agree. I agree. So we'll say after 12 months, they should just say. Yeah, please. Just do everyone else who's not a parent a favor who doesn't know what 19 months is. <laughs> you know? Um, one other thing I do have to say in conjunction to what you said is about. Uh, parents talking about their kids to people that don't have kids. We are never, ever, 
ever going to relate to anything that yeah. you say. If someone has a dog or a cat, oh, last night my dog just did. I'm like, listen, I never had a dog in my life. That's cool. The 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 extent of the conversation is only going to go so far. Agreed. It is going to plateau. And they have and to be no, aware of that, though. I think they people, need to be yeah. aware of that. And yeah. I think that as a parent, you're not aware of that. Of course, because like you said, this is your world. And this is all you're immersed in after work. So this is what you know. But it's like for someone who doesn't have a child, they don't know any of that. So all they can do is nod and be like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what else can we say? We can't add to it. We can't give advice. Because really, what parent is going to take advice from someone who doesn't have kids? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. Mm-hmm. You had another one? The only other thing I want to add to this, and this is more New York City related. Man, I'm going to stop on this because I don't want to be too negative. I do believe this. When it comes down to having a kid and they're on the subway, I'm just going to say this. This is from my perspective. Yeah. There, there has to be rules, guidelines, or something that we all have to adhere by. Because your kid cannot be out here like being reckless and doing wild shit on the train. Doing showtime on a pole, but like, they really don't know how to do showtime. I'm going to give you an example about yeah. what I mean by that. So... If I'm sitting down, I'm comfortable in my seat, and your child comes next to me and sits, and you sit with him, and he's near me, or she, he or she is near me, and then this motherfucker is doing the Dave Chappelle fuck your couch thing on, <laughs> on wow. the seat. Wow. I, I'm sorry. I am not going to feel bad about me saying this. I'm going to say stop. This is where a leash comes in. <laughs> I'm going to tell your child to stop, and I don't care what you think about it. I don't. Because if your child steps on me in any capacity... And because you didn't step up as a parent to tell them not to do it, I think it's up to me to tell them, oh, don't shit. fucking do it. Yeah, just be careful with that. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm just saying be careful with that. But I hear you. Though. No, because if you're, if you're a parent and your, ch- and your kid steps yeah. on me, you be careful with that. Because well, I've been, I've we're in New York. Uh-oh. No, no, no. I, I've been in situations threat. where you know, I'm sitting there in my office and kids are just and destroying the place and like i i'm like looking at him like i'm trying to tell you with my eyes to tell them to stop you're gonna force me to verbally say something why don't you see this you got a parent for it and them. you're just sitting there with your, your legs crossed while your kid's destroying the place you know right. what I mean? imagine like, what their house looks like it's like come on you know like really i don't know I, I just i think parents need to be aware i'm certainly aware of people that don't have kids and how they feel because maybe because i'm, I'm kind of new to it mm-hmm. in a way so i'm more cognizant of it i don't assume everybody just understands my struggle um cognizant's took, a good word that was uh, a good one yeah. at the, at the end i saw in game was her first movie uh said the whole thing wow. um she was fine other kids in there were absolutely not fine um but those are decisions that you have to make as a parent i knew she was gonna be okay because i understand what she likes the slow parts we had issues with but other than that she was fine um my point is i think as parents you need to be aware and attentive to your kids but also aware of other people that don't have them and that may not be interested in them and may not have their best interest at heart not everybody is into kids and i've learned that as well like mm-hmm. not everybody is to care less about what you think is cute about your daughter or mm. whatever the case is you know like so you have to be aware of that as well and it's not a bad thing it's just kind of reality right like, you know not everybody is into kids and i and i had to learn that um pretty recently actually uh dealing with uh, a situation where i thought it was going to be okay uh for athena to be there and it wasn't and so i had to leave so mm. you know it was like one of my friends one of my friends parties and it was like i thought 
you know, it was understood, but no kids policy. Well, that was never explained to me, and um, you know, so it was fine. It was like unspoken understanding. Yeah, but I, I didn't get it, so right. it's fine. You know, I can't be here. I can't be here. Right. Have a good time. So yeah. these are, and that's another example of how it affects your social life. It's you know, some things you just can't get to, like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> some things equals a lot of things. Yeah. I want to ask you two quick questions. Okay. Name the most cliche thing about you as a parent. Maybe like the whole thing that you guys hate. Baby no. shark? No. Oh. Just like, hey, look at my daughter this weekend. How exciting was it? I do that. Oh, okay. I don't even mean to do it. You don't, you probably don't even realize you're doing it. I don't, I know, I don't realize it. But I do show, I do show people my weekend, which usually consists of, you know, whatever Athena was doing. So, yeah. Okay. I'm guilty of that. That's a cliche thing that I do do. Listen, Law and I can't even really talk about it because we don't have kids. So we, I know, but. It's easy to say, when I'm a parent, I'm going to do this, and then you have your own when child. When he was saying like, that, I was like, oh. Yeah, but I th- totally that's the thing. do that. We really don't know how we are going to be if and when we ever have kids. We can easily say, I'm going to be this way or I'm not going to be this way, but we really don't know. Right. We may be so proud of our accomplishment, like, wow, my child is amazing. Oh, you're going to be proud. Like, unless my <laughs> child sure. is not amazing, <laughs> which would be impossible. <laughs> last question. See, I'm just, I just have confidence. Um, last question is, what is the best piece of advice that you can give to new parents or people that don't have kids at the moment that you wish someone had told you before you even thought of Athena? Is there something where you feel like, man, no one told me this. Why didn't they not tell me this? And I now I have to figure this out for myself. You, well, you mean about parenting or yeah. just something I should have done before? Parenting. Oh, okay. About parenting. Um, that you had to realize on your own that you patience, could tell someone else. Just, you know, especially when they're young. You're on their schedule. Every two hours, you're feeding them. You're up every two hours during the night. I wish someone would have explained that to me a little better. Like, mm. you know, everything's going to change. You know what I mean? Like, for me as a guy, physically not much, emotionally a whole lot, but other than that, I'll deal with it. You know, I pretty much am me, but to be, a, like, together with somebody during that process and, and be invested in them, she goes through a lot. So you have to choose how much you're willing to be there. And that's another thing. I don't understand. That's a different subject, but the whole absentee thing, I don't get. Mm, 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 mm. I don't. I can't understand it i've tried i can't you're just saying how someone cannot be there for their child yeah don't get that law and i will definitely be talking about that yeah. in a different episode yeah. don't get most that. definitely can't understand it so i mean that's just my two cents on it i don't judge anybody everyone's situation is different but like whatever the case is i would do whatever it took to be in athena's life like i would just walk away there's no way so i don't understand that I don't know how you can see this miracle occur and then just leave. It's crazy to me. I totally agree. Anyway, my my two cents. Well, it's a good night, man. You guys are, you guys are night owls are on. It's, it's, hey, we got the dad out <laughs> late past everyone's bedtime. Now he gets to see what we do, you know, as non-kid people. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to thank you for being here. We appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure. I, I, yeah, this is fun. Way to top off our fiftieth episode yeah. with our with our oldest friend. Yeah, yeah, this is a decade and a half. I'm up there. Yeah, it's been a been a long time. I know you guys a long time, man. Yeah, yeah. You 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 a far different person from the person who used to fall asleep at TikTok in the middle. Of, <laughs> like a far different person. He's like, no, I'm not. I still fall asleep because I don't get none, and I really ain't gonna get one in the next four months. You know. <laughs> You know, yeah, I did, man. That was crazy. 
He's like, nah, I fall asleep in different places. Because you know, I've always worked. So, be, you know, I'll be up since, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Your old life does oh, matter. Like right. in the we are, we are, uh, it's like 2.30. What are we supposed to do? All right. <laughs> this is All a right. fun episode. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed everything. 